You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. All right. Uh, what's going on, fuckos? Uh, Wendell here with another Archery Unfiltered. I skipped recording an episode Thursday because I figured I'd be cutting a couple episodes down here in Fresno. I'm here with my buddies. Uh, you guys know Rudy, Zach, Walker. Um, Alan Brunetta, uh, we just shot the, the spot indoor money shoot. And, uh, what do you guys think? It's a good time today. A lot of people there, some, some good shooting, some good scores put down. You shot well. I did good today. I felt good. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) I finally, uh, was able to put down a 300 in competition. It was about time. This is my, this has been my goal. Two, Uh, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I did them back to back. That felt good. Uh, I've been struggling to do that all year. The closest I got was an Allen shoot, but we're shooting Super 10s, so, you know, not, probably not going to shoot a 300 on a Super 10 face. It probably would have been a 300, though. You're like, you're, 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 I, I was looking at your paper face, and it was like pretty good. I ironed out a pretty, pretty hefty nine. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure was, I'm pretty sure I was a Vegas nine by a long shot. <laughs> so, uh, today the format was a little different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be two qualifiers and then into a Vegas style shootout. But really what it was, was they paid us on our qualifying score. So I got lucky and ended up winning that way. Uh, when it went down to, um, we did like a Vegas style shoot off for a hundred dollar bonus in which... Allen ended up shooting in the finals against um, Randall. Yeah, it felt good to finally beat you for once. Yeah. Even though if it's only one arrow. I mean, I still shot a, an X. It was close. We should let the listeners know. Well, I mean. I lost the closest to middle X. I, my X was close. In, <laughs> in all fairness, like Randall just, just won. Yeah, Randall did yeah. win. Yeah. So, I mean, he won that $100 single arrow shoot off. No, 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 no. Yeah. Cause that, no, because... Winner won the two qualifying rounds, and that's how they that's how they that's did good. it. So, I'm just messing with you. Bud. Do you guys remember um, how good Randall used to shoot indoor? Mm-hmm. He used to be a yeah. fucking nightmare. He still is. He's just working out some stuff right now with a different release. Oh, really? That's what it is. Yeah, once he figures that out, he'll be right back there. Mm. I bet you it's a bow setup. I don't know. A bow setup thing. We've all changed since who, how we were before. Like yeah. we, how many of you guys are running the same setup you ran last year or two years ago? I'm not running the same setup I was running last week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I think I think we all kind my, of evolved. My setup's totally different too. Yeah, my bow's different than my the this bow is doesn't feel the same as my first bow. So yeah, but I do <clears throat> respect that Randall 
Randall respects the grind, and he's out there shooting. So, uh, you know, he still shot well. He he, he shoot two Randall two ninety eights two ninety nine. Yeah, he, he shot plays two ninety nines. Two ninety nines. Yeah, that's still no. He didn't. No, he didn't. He was four down. Yeah, for the for the day. Two. Well, two he two shot ninety nine on the first on the nine, first nine, nine, so he must have dropped three on the second one. Still yeah. good shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still yeah, laid it down. Yeah, he shot good. <clears throat> yeah, Randall came in third. Who was the guy that came in fourth? This guy's name was Oscar from uh, L.A. What was his last name? No idea. Was it Martinez? I don't remember. I'm sorry. His, I, was on, I was scoring his bail, so he didn't have a last name on there. Oh. Oscar shot pretty good. He landed in fourth. Um, Allen shot really high X-count games and landed in second. Mm-hmm. And I just had to keep him in the 10, so that's what got me first. That's kind of been the thing I've been preaching for a little bit about a lot of people saying they have to get their X count up, but I, I do feel like for Vegas, just keeping it in the 10 is like... And, and maybe it's the definition. Maybe I'm, it's uh, semantics, because I've been hearing a lot of people say, i got to get my X count up. And it's like, no, no, you got to just hang... you just got to keep everything inside the 10. It's a simpler metaphor but really i think what people mean by what they mean to say is by getting your x count up is break more shots comfortably in the middle i don't think they're trying to say you know it's not about the x count it's about having yeah it's 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 more of a i think more of a mental thing because that's something i was working i was working through right like Mm -hmm. shoot a few 300s but they're noticeably dirty on the Mm -hmm. target and it's not it's not confidence inspiring Right. So by telling yourself, "Hey, I'm okay. Okay, I've got the 300 down. Now it's time to work on X count." It's just cleaning it up, and I think mentally for yourself, giving yourself the confidence where you know, it's like they're they're more middle, right? So you feel a little bit better. They shots start breaking easier. Yeah. If you have a higher X count, you're you feel it's like you're uh, you you're shooting like Zach said, you're shooting cleaner. And if you do make a mistake, you're less you're less likely to be out. Uh-huh. Like if you're sloppy, then you're just right. catching lines. I agree and, with you. And so, like, you're less likely for, to be out on yeah, mistakes. If for you're, for you're me, I want a high X count because that's then I know if I do make a, a minor mistake, it's not going to be catastrophic enough. Yeah, be completely. You're going to be hard, horribly punished. Yeah, but at the same time, though, I don't want to like put so much pressure on myself that to have a high X count that I'm like. Yeah, that's why I try so to start so over aiming. It's, it's, it's trying too hard. Yeah, trying too hard is like the killer of all like decent shooters. Like Jeff Jenkins had these long runs of. Of X's and tens to today, where like he'd shoot three ends clean, and then he'd throw like a, a fat nine, you know, or a borderline eight, and it's because you would just see him start to try too hard, you know. And I saw that a lot with our friend Eric was also trying too hard, you know, and it was starting to catch him uh, on a lot of stuff. I ended up giving him one of my uh, my thumb buttons. Of course, I can't, probably can't get that back for a little bit. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah. That's, that's why they make bleach. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like the, the trying too hard is kind of like the thing that catches a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially for indoor. It's the thing that turns your your dialed-in X game into a just trying to catch 10. Struggle. Yeah, it turns it into a struggle. So, I don't know. Do you guys have any highlights, good moments today that you were reflecting on? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good highlight. I ran, I think, 17 X's straight and then Fuck. kind of fell apart. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I had a good good run there. That's more Start, than... Started that end off a little rough, 
Was it at the beginning? It, where did your 17x run pick, like, pick up? Um, the fourth end. Fourth end you got yeah. hot. Yeah. Bo was feeling good. Just, I mean, it was just going in the middle. So if that was the fourth end, that means you finished out all X's? Or close to finished no, out all X's? Close. My last end, I shot an X10-9. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> but that that nine was hundred percent mental. Mm-hmm. Archery happened. Archery happened. <laughs> I know Rubio shot a three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Shoot twenty one X three hundred in his first first qualifying, and then his second one he shot like a two ninety eight or two ninety five or something. Two ninety five. Yeah, he shot an eight. So yeah, he had a big oops. Even even Rubio's not impervious to the you know the, the try hard. Ghost mm-hmm. or whatever was, it is. There was a couple. There was a couple big eights thrown tall yeah. today by some really good shooters. You know, yeah. just you know, I happen. saw some of those. Yeah. You yeah. hate to see it happen, but then there's. I'm not gonna lie. There's a little bit of smile that happens. You're like, you're like, <laughs> fuck. He shot an eight. Yes, he shot an eight. <laughs> Get Rubio <laughs> the hell out of there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was bad that. for him for a minute, but then I was like, okay. All right. Hey, hey Rubio's taking like, enough of our money for a yeah. while, like, you know, yeah. last couple of years. I gotta say though, that both of those eights that I throw, I saw those two guys throw down, like within a couple ends of each other. Both of them shot a couple ends of clean X's out. Oh yeah. Right. Who was the other guy? Brian Webb. That was oh, a Brian seven. Webb. Was it a seven? Yeah. Damn. I threw one. He, I threw he, one too in the second game. But he dropped it. Yeah, and then I just. It was on his second arrow of the end, though, and then he shot an X, and then I think he shot a couple ends of clean X's after yeah. that. So it's like it will you just have to you just you know it's like it sucks, but you just have to let it go, go back to your process. Dude, and, yeah, let me ask: when those guys shot those, like how bad did they harp on it? They like, didn't. They didn't, right? No, you just you look, they kind of you look at themselves. They're mad at themselves, right? They spend five to ten seconds being mad at themselves, and they just go back to the next arrow, right? Right. There's yeah. nothing you're gonna do about it. You have to just put it behind you. Like some some guys that are just. They sit at the line and they, you know, hit themselves with arrows or pound their stabilizers on the ground. And it's like, you know, you, so, you have to let it go to apply. I mean, I used to be like that, but it doesn't get you anywhere. No, mm-hmm. if anything, it digs you deeper yeah. into a shithole. Like, there was one dude that was shooting today who I just kept hearing him just yelling fuck, like, over and over again. And it's like, dude, I've been there. You know? We all have. That's, that's, that's the voice in my head most days when I'm at work, <laughs> you know? But god damn it, dude, that's so fucking stupid. Like, I'll be the first guy to say if you're the dude that's shooting and not shooting good and then continuing to say fuck and like smet you know, kick and stomp like a baby, you are fucking yourself over into those later ends. Mm-hmm. And then you're just making people around you not even want to engage with you and like, Well yeah, then the rest like... of us are trying to work our own mental game to yeah. stay clean and then we gotta deal with that shit. Uh, you know, there was a dude at indoor um indoor nationals in Sacramento, some fucking Chinese guy threw his release on the floor and it hit me in the foot like I was sitting there just watching his release went all the way across the floor and hit me in the foot and I was like hey dude I was like you leave that shit at home you don't bring that to fucking competitions you know I would have picked it up and put it in your pocket and be like I I tried to I tried to but some Chinese people were so fucking greedy I just ran over and grabbed it again (laughs) so dude like yeah, I I'm Asian so I can make these jokes alright no he's in all fairness you're Japanese so that's actually Quiet racist. No, I hope that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I see you shoot one day in full uh, Japanese attire. It won't what fit me. All those things. It won't fit Komodas me. Or something? I might be Japanese, but I have an American body. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> off topic. Off topic. I was. Yeah. Uh, I had a moment today where, like, I just had a 
a brain fart and I shot I shot that eight and it's like was it a it momentary was, lack was, of focus yeah and it made me like really upset and then and what? then afterwards I was like okay I'm just gonna keep shooting and it's like then it then it made me try even it made me work even harder and really pay closer attention and so I feel like when things like that happen you can either just go down that that rabbit hole where the dude's just like pounding a stabilizer in the ground and swearing every every shot where you can be like okay that happened now can we learn from this can can we what why did that happen so the next time we uh, prevent that from happening so it's like earmark it yeah i mean and that, i mean it's just like it, everyone will have the hope i mean i'm not going to say everyone because that's unrealistic but like everyone who puts in the work will have their day. Yeah. You know, and, or, and hopefully they do. Some people just, you know, it's not cut out for them, but you know, you'll have your day and it'll, it'll come. But if you're, but if you have a poor attitude, it's never going to come. Right. You're just constantly beating yourself into the ground. You're constantly setting yourself back. Yeah. And then, and you see, and that's one night and, and, and I see those people come and I've seen those people come and go Mm -hmm. like, like I've been doing this for a long time. Zach's probably been doing a lot. Paul and I have, and it's like you have you see people that you see them. They come and they go, and the ones that go usually can't handle defeat. Right. I've seen I've seen a lot of guys like they get started, they spend all the money, they they put a lot of effort into it, they really start working it, and then they get and if you want to call it cocky mm-hmm. or confident, but they start shooting pretty well. I, I've seen a few right. guys. I, I would say probably you know. I've seen at least five or six, call it half a dozen, right? That they get pretty good really quick. And then one little thing throws them off the rails. And it's like they're so cocky and confident in themselves that it doesn't make sense. It's like they, they talk themselves out of it, right? right? And they get pissed off and they, why is this happening to me? I don't do, you know, and it's like whether they're showing off from other, for other people or whatever. And then they just, they stop because they're not working themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Right, so like a couple guys work themselves out of it, and they continue on to to do really well. They're like black powder; they light up and then they burn out real quick. I think a couple things can cause it. Like one, it's just like what Zach's outlining, just that person that they 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 haven't worked on on balancing their ego. And the other part of it, I think, too, that ruins people too is I think they get into these these uh, money shoots and shooting outlaws and doing all this stuff, and then. They see other people with you know, shop teams and you know, quote unquote, sponsored, and then and then sometimes that ruins people too. Like they get in there and they think, oh well, since I'm wearing a shirt, like then they put an extra amount of pressure on themselves. Right, they really I should be placed be. right in here. Yeah, yeah I, I they, should finish it, right out in here. When you they really, put extra amount of pressure on themselves that they don't need to really be putting yeah. on themselves. Well, and I think when when you really start struggling, right, whether you get target panic or whatever it is, it's like if you're not willing to push through that, then you're not committed. Then you're you're gonna you're you're gonna end up done right when i started getting back into shooting i got target panic like really really bad you know whenever it was like 2013 14 when i started shooting again kind mm-hmm. of was done with school and actually had you know a life um i started i got target panic really really bad i just i stopped going to all the shoots and i just i literally sat and just shot thousands of arrows with a freaking carter evolution just trying to figure out like work how do i get comfortable shooting at a target mm-hmm. again right uh-huh. and just like it just thousands of arrows over like an entire year and then started shooting you know yeah. and it's like 
it sucked, dude. It was fucking miserable. <laughs> I, I literally sat out in my fields. I had that five acres out there at that time. I just sat out there and just blank bailed it like really close and then moved after five yards and 10 yards. I've been there. You know, I worked all the way back and, you know, it's like the first time I shot at like 80 yards and felt like comfortable just mm-hmm. letting it go. It's like, okay, this is like, it was worth it. I think um, going back to the dude who's like really audibly pissed at his shooting. I think at some point you have to manage your expectations as well. You know, I don't think that kind of shooter shoots a 300 very often. And I could be wrong. You know, I've been known to punch the wall once or twice in my heyday. But I feel like you have to manage your expectations and know that, you know, this is not, yeah, sure, maybe you might have missed a shot, but let's do some damage control. You have to do your best. And I think a lot of times people... Just even in practice, like how, what are you shooting right now in practice? Like what's your average right now in practice? Like what's your average in your league? Right? Mm-hmm. Don't go to, don't go to the tournament and expect it to do better than that. No, I average way better at practice, mm-hmm. like way fucking better. And then yeah, I come absolutely. to these events and it's just like, there's a noticeable percentage taken off. Of my there, there are a few people who do better in competition than mm-hmm. in, uh, in practice. But the, I, the I reality like, is... Most people do better in practice than they do in I tournament. Like, so you can't. You can't. Well, what my point is is if you're shooting two ninety six no, in agreeing. practice, I, I agree. Don't go. You. Don't go to money shoot and expect to shoot three hundred. Exactly. But yeah. go to that money <clears throat> shoot to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Get the experience. Well, like and, like Wendell said, like you've you know Wendell said a bunch of times is you have to, like, to truly get better. That's why you have to go to these shoots and put pressure on. Like my bow felt. I I haven't shot that Matthews in competition indoors. Right. It felt completely different. It feels different. Yeah. It felt, you know, it, yeah, you looked it, really good today. I was like, like you look, you were making really good shots. Yeah. I was really having to work on execution. Like that's where all my focus was. It wasn't on aiming today, Same. which was, you know, it's, I think it, it's, I think that's good and bad. Right. So, right. But, um, you have to go to those shoots so you can work through it yeah. and understand like, well, yeah. okay, that execution changes. It when, does, yeah. I was, I was a lot, I was a lot tenser on the release. The shots were taking a long time. I let down, a, I, I let down once every, pretty much every end today. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, not for my back, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You just gotta shoot fifty-one pounds, dude. Right? That's all it is, baby. <laughs> I think, I think it's at like fifty-nine or anything. But yeah, I don't want to disparage. I mean, I know I kind of talk shit about the guy who was upset just because I hate seeing that because it, it. But we've all been there. It's, not, it's nothing personal. But it's, it's nothing just, personal, but I just want to do... There's, like, always, there's always one person at every event. That, but those people don't know how they're affecting the people around them. I don't think they give a shit, but they don't, they're not having a positive net effect on everyone around them. You know? Yeah. It's now adding work to me to block that guy out. You know? Honestly, I wish I would have shot over on Allen's side because those guys look like they were having a really good time. And that all adds to the environment. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the, having fun, but they were they were working too. Yeah, yeah, they were. The guys on my side, I was having a good time with. You know, I was like, just so you know, everyone listening. Basically, it was like Allen was on the far left of the range. Uh, Zach and Rudy were kind of in the middle, and I was on the far right. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, all kind of spread was, out. You know, <clears throat> Rubio and his mind games. Yeah, <laughs> like a Jedi <laughs> mind tricks. <laughs> All day with those. He's like Rudy. <laughs> you must be exhausted after shooting with that man. You know, oh, man. You By the end of the day, I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like, I'm bleeding. Like, the knife is so deep in my chest. Like, how did I just get stabbed twenty times? Pour yourself a whiskey. You need a whiskey right now. I think we all need a whiskey. Um, I you know I shot with uh, with Randall, uh, Gus, Ulrich. 
And um, I like Gus. I like Gus too. I like Randall, and I like Jeff Jenkins. Uh, Jeff's kind of suffering from the like a lower key version of what you know. Uh, well, I would just call this guy kick fit, kick fit guy. But um, I noticed a couple ends like Jeff would kind of call attention to the fact that he had an arrow out, and it's like you. So sometimes he's not the only guy out. You know, there's other people that got arrows out. But he felt the need to call attention to it. And I know it, with winning in mind, there is something about that. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was because it's been so long since I've read it. But there is something to not not airing your, your, your I don't want to say dirty laundry because it sounds bad. But it's like well, not now, having now your... Now you're emphasizing that you shot a nine. So yeah. now your next shot, you're going up and yeah. you're like, oh, I shot a that, nine. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all about emphasizing positive. Yeah. Not... It, yeah, it's some yeah. reinforcing some Reinf- kind of reinforce. It's, it's all in positive, brain. positive yeah. reinforcement versus versus negative, negative. Yeah. and that's what it was. I saw, yeah. I saw Jeff have like really good good streaks and not acknowledge it at all, just be stone cold, yeah. and then shoot a nine and be the you know first thing he said. Oh well, look at I'm the guy that's out. I'm no, the weak You got to be happy. I mean, you know, that's like Alan first thing. Like, what was a highlight? I ran 17 X's. Like, that's something like exactly. I ran 17 X's in, in in competition today. Cool. Tomorrow I'll do 18. Was right. it positive reinforcement? Know that oh, you can okay. do, you know, work on something else. And was it Dave Cousins? Someone asked someone like, "Oh, you made all these shots, but you missed this one." And it's like, "Well, I, you know, what were you thinking when you missed the one?" And his answer was like, "Well, honestly, I was thinking about all the ones I made." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think I think he shot like one down, and everyone was like, "What was it like to miss that one?" Era? And he's like, "I was too busy thinking about all the fucking victories I had." You know? Yeah, like all the yeah. I was too busy thinking about all the clean ones. Yeah. yeah. So I know there, there's something to it, and uh, I think for a lot of guys, there's a lot to be gained in um, that positive reinforcement. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. and not harping, not calling attention to the you know the shitty shots again. So, but I think that like you gotta like it's, create that culture with the guys around you too, because no, for sure. You know, I tried in uh, Reading. I got I got I was in a group with Mel. You guys, it's Mel Bowman. Oh, I, 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 I love Mel, but he's a rough guy to shoot with sometimes. Yeah. I know Mel doesn't listen little, to this show, but I almost fucking him. murdered him. Like, I almost took him about around the back of a porta potty and gutted his ass. Someone go get Wendell a whiskey. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I've never heard anyone do such, um, like, negative self-talk every era. Like, every yeah. fucking thing. And it's like, dude, I felt, I felt bad for I've him. I've talked to him about it before. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, I know... Even Austin, my writing partner, was like trying to tell him, like, "Hey, come on, man! Like, let's just you gotta get your head on straight, or you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna come back from this." Rally you know? together and keep rolling. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's just it's an important part of the game. It's almost as important as having your bow tuned and your arrows built right. Is it getting your head in the right space and get? It's all part of getting your shit together. You know? Yeah. If you Alan, want to do good, you have to have your shit together. Alan was a great writing partner because he was always positive. Yeah, Alan was a great, great guy to shoot with for that exact reason. Well, thank you. You know, you generally bring a good, positive self-talk for you and your team. You have to. I'm just pouring a $100 bottle of whiskey right now. I'll, I'll take a little bit more here. <laughs> I finished mine. Jeez. Zach was like, that's $100. He just spilled five of it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys drink, I'll drive. So, see... Just an awesome guy. <laughs> so tomorrow we're shooting an impact. We got the impact archer. It's another bunny shoot. You guys know the format for this one? It's going to shoot up, shoot down. Lancaster style. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that's Lancaster style. 30 style rounds. Oh, I love it. That's my Cheers, favorite. Boys, thank you. Yeah. 
Thank you guys for being on the podcast, man. I, I'm like digging this weekend because it's like we have another chance, like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's what that, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like, like, back to you back. Go, you go and Wendell wins again. It's like, God damn it. Today was like, practice. Then you got to drive home thinking about it. Like instead, <laughs> we get to do this. <laughs> I just wish we could stay an extra day because then we do another podcast. Well, some yeah. more content for me. <laughs> you got more? Are you doing the wilderness shoot at the end of the January? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, wifey so, gave me the green light she, to do that. Are you coming? You should come up the come up the evening before because I think Alan's coming. We're gonna do the, the gonna state four fifty yeah, and then do the wilderness shoot the day after. Yeah, I can, but I appreciate the offer. It's worth a try. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we can do is try. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we got that coming up. Did you guys hear Greg Poole got arrested again? No, no. That's why Bo. Oh, I doubt yes. that's why Bo Junkie's getting sold. But apparently, like, there's something called like a. Uh, Archery Barstool or Barstool Archery uh, had found that he had gotten arrested again. <laughs> and they posted it and then it got taken down. So, what, what was the assault? Oh, domestic so, or like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I hope not. I hope it's not domestic, you know? Because by now, I'm sure she can bob and weave with the best of them. She can probably yeah. see all that shit coming. He's going to lead with the right, so I'm going to step back, walk with the left. You know, <laughs> it's all. I've seen all these moves before. I'm going to step back, counter with the right. I don't know. So. That's too bad. I and, and you know, I'm not sure. It's just something I heard. So you know, I heard it was on Barstool. So it might not be true. If someone out there could corroborate, maybe uh, send me a message. Well, I'd like. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to hope that it's not true. I know. How many times you got to get arrested for beating someone up? You know. But anyway. It's funny because Alan just picked up his phone and started. Alan's like, "Let's go check those out. Find this out. Yeah, find out, find out. Oh, you got insider. Uh, you got inside connections, huh? Dude, he's like Nancy Pelosi. We'll, we'll find out world. for sure before this podcast is over if this is true. Because last thing I want to do is spread misinformation and then get Alan, come Alan. face to face with a seven foot tall. <laughs> Angry asshole in Vegas. Alan's the Nancy Pelosi of the Archer world. He's got all the insider tips. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. bad. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was gonna talk about like before, um, like uh, before the shoot yesterday. I was practicing, sprained my finger somehow. I have no fucking clue how it happened, but I couldn't draw back my bow. Uh, <laughs> Zach's doing some kind of gross thing over there. Uh, with his finger but I couldn't draw back my bow with my thumb button and so I was going to shoot today with a hinge and um, I didn't have to I didn't have to my finger actually healed today but uh, I was going to start telling people like I know I've been preaching a lot about switching to a button there's still nothing wrong with a hinge if you can clear your mind I actually have my hinge set up with a th- uh, with a click um, because of the Blake Jerome uh, tutorial but after I tried it I was like absolutely not this is dog shit and I threw it away picked it up and I, I can actually see how the click helps you not get hung up on stuff I can still get hung up with a click you do? yeah you can I think it's when you shoot a lot you know if that's I think because I haven't shot it in so long I kind of have a fresh uh, canvas going into it and I think after you shoot it for a long time you'll find those you know, because you take, you take something after you've been shooting it for so long, any release, and what seems like something that's super simple, after you get used to it, it now becomes this really long, broad, like a long movie that you can 
pick out certain points in. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think uh, with like your little injury there on your finger, uh-huh. I think people should really pay attention when buying releases to try different ones, mm-hmm. um, and because just the geometry of some of the heads, like if if you find yourself pulling more with your index finger, like I imagine that you just probably put more pressure in a certain area, just drawing and just on did a re- finger repetitive motion yeah, injury, you know, instead of you know, maybe something that's shaped slightly different that puts a little bit more even load on your hand. If you're always drawing drawing ninety percent load on your index finger yeah. versus uh-huh. you know, what I do. Sixty yeah. or seven. Because I I've had that happen when I'm using a, a thumb button and I'm using and treating my hunting bow I've like You end up drawing with way more you load end up on drawing your, way more on your index finger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Or if you're not paying attention, you know. Um other things I wanted to talk about Let's see. Well, Bow Junkie is up for sale. Is anyone really going to buy it? I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be like Warren Buffett, and that don't. <laughs> that don't fit into my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jesse Broadwater. I get this is the other other news. Jesse Broadwater and Gas have partnered up, and they've released a signature series set of uh, strings, which are now more expensive than the Ghost strings. They're 160, 160 bucks, and you get 452x undyed. Does anyone else want to comment on this? I heard him. That's some shameless. I know ADB shameless fucking uses dumb shit. 452 x Yeah. So I heard. I heard him on. A, I heard Jesse on on a Bojunkie podcast talking about. I wonder if it was Bojunkie or maybe it was Cam, but he was talking about how he builds his own strings, mm-hmm. right? And so lots of people have gone to him and said, "We want a Jesse string." Uh-huh. He obviously doesn't have the time to build strings. Right. You know? He's too busy shooting. He's too busy being a badass. So, um, Do you think these are strings built? So from what I understand, he worked with Gas to have strings built the way he built strings. I see. So, you know, it... I'm gonna. I'll. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll order a set and I'll play with them and see. That's cool. I'm so anti this kind of marketing stuff where you can. Like, we could already get 452X strings. It's something I've been preaching on this show for 20 goddamn episodes now. And now it's being sold. It's kind of like in a McDonald's package. And then sold for more than the ghost strings, which is like their proprietary badass set of strings. I so, mean, to, to play devil's advocate here, like, I I mean, we, we sell a lot of bows. And, uh-huh. and, and Alan knows, too, because he works a lot in the shop. And... When you go through a lot of bows, the the string is the one thing that is built by a human being that is more of an art form. Uh-huh. Like so, so you can have a machinist build the perfect riser, build, you know, build the perfect limb pocket, mm-hmm. have the the perfect limb, perfect cam, but then the bow is only going to be as good as that person making that string. So did you get that string on Friday, or did you get the string on a Tuesday? Right. You know, like who who built that string, and so like. I think how you could take all of the the right materials and the right stuff and put it together, but you're also but part of what makes the string good is is how that person is actually putting it together. So to play devil's advocate, devil's advocate. Yeah. Why did you switch away from gas strings? Did originally, you feel, yeah. Did you feel like the I, quality was slipping and it was not I as felt, good as, be, as I f- before? Originally, yeah, I felt like they were. Well, the first thing was that I felt they were growing pretty fast, and there was uh, 
um, some inconsistencies that I had with... Uh, There's not enough Vietnamese children to build them fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were growing so fast and, and um, you know, I, it, was, it was a couple of things. One was business, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't deliver the strings in the amount of time that, that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had a set. You had a set on your bow. Yeah. I, was, I had a set on my hunting bow. The first set I got at Cast Strings I got on my RX-1 are still on that bow that I gave to Jim. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but they are not on your target boat now. Not on my target boat now. No. Now you're shooting AVBs. Yeah. And like, I have gas strings on my bow. They're not ghosts. I spec'd out 452X undyed and had them built. I waited like two months and, and I got them. But now to see this, like, I, I think it only cost me a hundred bucks too. I, I, I used to have a contract with them, but I, I mean, the contract with gas is so fake that you know, I'm not keeping up with it, so I just paid for a set. And um, the I got the 452 undyed. It was like a hundred bucks, and uh, you know, it's not Broadwater style, whichever whatever that means, burnished or however it's made. But those are good goddamn strings. I've only had to retie my bow once, so no knock on gas. Like I think I think they make quality bow strings. I don't know about their proprietary. I think I think point. everybody makes good strings, but like it just depends on who you get. But the, but there's always going to be growing pains within a company, and like there's going to be quality control issues when a company's growing. I mean, it's going to happen. It's yeah. natural, and um, quite frankly, like I was working, I sold a lot of when I was at Pacifica. We sold a lot of gas strings, and we sold a lot of um, first strings. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, when I left there and went to work with Hans, he was big, ABB, you know, yeah. ABB dealer. And you know, during the pandemic, when uh, everyone was backordered and couldn't get strings to you, you know, because of the volume that or the 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 contract and the relationship Hans has with ABB, we didn't we were able to get strings within five days. Uh huh. You know, so we were able, so we were able to continue servicing our customers. Yeah, I might. I, I've been very anti ABBs only because they're twisted the other direction, and it it casts off most bear shafts in the opposite direction of like your conventional string. Most strings are twisted the other way. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I'm anti ABBs. But after seeing this like fucking shameless freak show marketing thing with the gas strings, I won't buy any more gas strings. I'm gonna. I'll buy ABBs next. You're being too hard. I am too hard, but I'm so sick of that kind of shit, man. It's like the fucking peep tuner, the Bomar peep tuner. Shame on that company. You know? That's that's shameless shameless shit stealing from the consumer like that. And to be fair, some of you consumers are too fucking stupid to buy it. But I also think that there's I think there's something to be said for the guys that don't have access access to to bow, a bow press. To bow presses and thing like things like that that all of us Maybe take for granted because we have them uh-huh. in our garages, right? How are you gonna put it in though? You need a bow press to put it in. I mean, I think that's fair, but mm-hmm. if you're talking about the guy who's gonna get his bow set up, have that, you know, and and know that he's gonna have an issue with it, mm-hmm. right? And put that in, and as he's out in the field sighting in his bow, or you know, he's on a hunt, and cause a lot of those guys aren't gonna shoot much either, right? Uh-huh. They, their their strings may move when they go just on a hunt, and right. be able to slide it up and down and adjust the peep, like. I think there's something possibly be said for that, but I'll say this, like, because I, I'll be on, I'm gonna rewind a little bit here. Okay, I've been hard on you because you know, not we've had conversations about you doing the, uh, you know, the bullshit product of the week thing, uh-huh. and a lot of times I'm always being like, oh, Wendell, come on, you're being a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. 
um, there is a lot of products out there sometimes where you're just like, dude, there, there, there's things that we've done in archery for years. We've put string dampeners in the string that do the same thing that uh-huh. the, the peep tuner does P-tune. in the past. We've, but like all that kind of stuff has sort of existed, and you can't. Personally, I don't think you can fault people for, um, for trying to like package it and just make it simpler for people uh-huh. to buy instead of have them having to be creative. So I can't really fault people for that. I think my issue is with the marketing. I, I think the yeah, you. I think you have kind of the thing against the marketing sort of because most archers are going to go out and buy it. Like there's sort of like a new product comes out, we go out and buy it. Uh huh. You know. It, it is what it is, you know. I mean, um, even the, the ultra view. I will say this. The one thing I don't like that exists within our industry is there are some manufacturers and there are some companies that will will build an American product, a U.S.-made product, mm-hmm. build, build a good, solid name for themselves, and then slowly start incorporating low-cost Chinese-made stuff and then try to sell it for what... An, for an American-made product price, yeah. and I have a big problem with that. Uh, dude, the company I work for does that. That that to me is, in my opinion, like way worse than like Josh Bomar coming up with right repackaging a. Is there a product in particular that does that that you can talk about? A luggage scale for that you oh can yeah buy for five dollars. That's right. And then sold the, for that digital uh, bow scale. So for yeah. anyone out there that has a that wants a scale for their bow, I found one on eBay. It's exactly the same as the last chance, uh, the digital, the poundage scale. It's exactly the fucking. You can find same. them on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, just, they are just seven dollars. They're literally seven dollars, and it will tell you your holding weight, peak weight, and holding weight. Now the hook's a little different, and however you set that hook up to not dry fire your bow or smack yourself in the face is on you. All right, I have my, <laughs> I hacksawed mine to look exactly like the last. It's been refined one. a little bit. For yeah, the archery world. Yeah, it's it's a different is it, hook. Is it seventy dollars refined? No, it's a different hook yeah. and it's not if he, not if Wendell did it with a hacksaw. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, drug addicts find a way. <laughs> Jeez. I'll take apart your lawnmower and find a way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that's a good good example, Rudy. That is literally yeah, a like fucking Chinese stuff product. like that really bothers me. Like, okay, and you guys will have to excuse me for cursing so much. I have like I'm drinking a hundred dollar whiskey and I don't drink. You know, so well tonight's a good night to start. Yeah, um, get all hand bones so I can beat you tomorrow. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> I, I don't get that drunk. I'm gonna get you that drunk tonight. I'm on it, Wendell. Oh, sorry, I'm on it, Alan. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll cut you in. <laughs> um. Man, who are we talking about tonight? Switch to uh, shooting, uh, switching the cornhole. Is that no, Tim Burnett? No one plays cornhole. I know, dude. Tim Burnett. I think Brandon's going to start playing Tim, cornhole. Tim Burnett and uh, Randy Raglan. Dude, I swear to God. It, it, that is like changing genders, like switching genders and then competing in another, you know, competing in a sport that you're going to win. And then going and getting robbed in Oak like a gunpoint afterwards. <laughs> that joke. That's, a, that's not really a joke. That actually happened. But man, uh, we're losing we're losing uh, competitors to cornhole, and I'm not going to dedicate this episode to it. It just kind of sucks. You, you know what? You know what? It, you know what it is, Wendell? Like because professional archers at the most elite level 
are really struggling to actually make gut the ones that actually shoot a bow for a living full time. It's, I mean, it's very tough to make a living doing it. It's a very harsh, um, it's a tough, it's a tough job. Right. And so because of that, then I think what bothers you is that they have to resort to like these kind of cheesy products and pr- promotion of these things. Do they? Where, where do they? Well, they're trying to. Is Bomar going to kick how back long? money to someone that is buying their because of nose button sales? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying any com- one company in particular, but I'm saying like, like, you know, maybe maybe if they cut if companies cut all of the. The cheese sticks pro, uh, staffs, all the wannabe pros, and uh-huh. all the wannabe, and, and all of the that, and actually paid the one percent of the best shooters maybe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you wouldn't have, you wouldn't see, you'd see less right. per, like products get peddled on the right. consumer that are. So you're saying the shooter might be the the cause of this issue. Well, I mean, the, the reality is, is like, what's your window for being the best at something? You right, know, like, right. You know, right. like they have a small window to try to make a living. And I, I'm very much anti the. Like, I know I'm very hard on the industry, and I speak out against the, uh, the shameless marketing in our industry. But I am also very anti cheese dick in our sport. And by cheese dick, I think the the definition of a cheese dick is the guy who is, uh, you know, very much brags about being a pro staffer or a pro shooter. Maybe wins one event. They're, and it's like local shoots, you know. They're a financial drain on the manufacturer. They're a financial drain on the shop, on the local shop too. Yeah, they hurt. They hurt local shops. They're bad for the sport. But they're shooters, you know. And my loyalty is to shooters. But I do. I'm very hard on cheese dicks, and they're out there. They're everywhere. And it's just like I said, the gas contract. I got a gas contract, you know. I had a silver gas contract. It's not hard to get. Most everyone can get it. And a lot of people post up like, oh, thanks, gas. You know, I'm shooting with gas. I'm a gas pro staffer, blah, blah, blah. It's Everybody like, who went to Vegas two years ago was got a fucking true ball. A true ball. That's mm-hmm. shameless marketing right there. I believe that's, that's like, shameless on true balls. guys getting it, they came home, they didn't even know they got it. I, I didn't know I got it because I bought an HBC and then I got that card in the mail because I filled out my, uh, my name and address. I got a true ball. I was like, I'm not a true ball staffer. I didn't even play, sign that. You are now. Yeah. Like, All right. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you, think, if you think, come on down. <laughs> it, I mean, that shameless marketing, man. That cuts into the margin. Mm-hmm. You know, having all those people getting a discount. You know, cuts into for, the shop too. Yeah, but yeah. for well, the shop act. The one thing they did that was kind of they nice gave a kickback to shop. They did right? give a kickback to shop, but it's still like, it's still a, it's still a reducing what you your product is worth. and it's promoting that attitude of, of i have a contract I'm i got a, a logo on my jersey if 90 percent of the people who do this sport are sponsored then who are we selling to exactly as well then you got to create so that's this my, industry of that's, that's fake my sponsor and that's my people. point is if 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 companies just band it together and they stop doing that then maybe we could pay the pros well, maybe their plan is to mark everything up so much that they can do that and they're going to sell to to fake uh, fake pros, maybe, hmm. you know. But everything's going up this year with inflation. I'll tell you right now. Oh yeah, things are going to be, be really expensive. expensive next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. buy it all now, <laughs> or shoot your old shit, <laughs> or yeah, be content with what you have. You know, but work, work, work on your work on yourself. Nose button's going to be thirty dollars. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it's just weird. I I, I don't know. I rail against a lot of stuff, and a lot of it's just me being a gr- 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 uh, grumpy old man. Like, just a grouchy piece of shit. Anyway, uh, here's some positive stuff. 
Alan told me Chris Perkins is shooting an 80% let off on his Matthews bow. Alan, is that true? From what I didn't hear that right from Perkins, but that's what I've heard. Uh-huh. Do you have any interest in trying that? Yeah, I'd give it a try. I am <laughs> shooting an 80% let off mod on my bow, and I was doing it before Chris Perkins was. How do you know? Is it pretty glorious? It's glorious. I don't know, actually. I'm just... I need Rudy to order me a set. I thought I had a set <laughs> of 80s, but it's for my old, uh, my old first what gen What size mod? 80% at no, 28 what and a half. No, what, what letter? What letter? I don't know what letter it is. Because we you're uh, a pro we, shooter and you don't know what letter you hey, shoot. We have a whole bunch of them that we got. Eighties, yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of eighties. That's what I got. Well, I think I got mine on eBay actually. Right. But um, I've been shooting eighty percent, and eighty percent pretty much doesn't matter what your limbs are dialed to. It's going to put you at about twelve pounds. Yeah, holding weight. Well, that's. I don't think that's really the issue for me, you know, because I usually just at that point I crank my bow down anyways. Mm-hmm. You pick one of those up for Danielle. Even if you crank your bow down, though, like if you crank your bow down to its lowest, you're still going to be at like 16, yeah. 15. Or, I, I did the math because I was, someone asked me, like, I can't get my hands. I think it was you. Like, I don't have the 80% mod. And I was like, well, just dial your limbs out. Yeah. But then I, I did the math be, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, it doesn't yeah. matter if you dial it your limbs yeah. out. Your, your holding weight's still going to be X. You'd have to yeah. drop it down to like 50 pounds to, even to then, start getting it down. Even man. then, you won't be at 12, 12 pounds yeah. holding. So I like the 80%. I've been running it for a long time. I, I bumped, I, I put the, uh, what do these come with? 75% mods? Yeah, that's usually. Or 70%? Yeah. We, we, we usually order them with 75s. 75s? And I had those to try when I was getting hung up with my hinge, because Ben Hobbs was saying a higher holding weight will help you get the, the hinge to rotate faster. And it helped for a little bit, but I just didn't like it. it it's like. But it affects your pin float, too. It does. You have to change your stabilizer setup well, if, accordingly for your holding When you're weight. running lightweight like we're doing right now, it I think it, it works against you. Like You have to run a lot of stabilizer weight with a higher holding weight. Chris Perkins runs a lot of weight, though. Yeah. And he shot yeah. 80%. And he just railed the Iowa program. Damn. He dropped one X. See, I, I'm an advocate for let's pay Chris Perkins more money. Yeah, nah. And let's get rid of... All the make him win it. He does. Yeah, make him, it, yeah. Which yeah. he does. Yeah. So he doesn't make, need more make, money. No, make that check bigger when he wins. Nah, nah. <laughs> I want to see these guys do I'll, good. I want to see, these, see guys, these guys do good and not. I want to see these guys I don't want to see these guys selling car insurance. I want to see Chris Perkins like, working nine to five and then do it. But it doesn't matter. I mean, we'll say, every, he'll probably do it anyway. Not everybody can be an Al Brunette. <laughs> a working <laughs> class pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Struggles real. <laughs> I think the eighty percent. There's something to it. I think making a bow comfortable and something that you don't fight indoors is important. I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, six months from now it'll be seventy five percent. Just yeah. I go back on a lot of stuff. My prediction. I think Lewis Holmes. Uh, six months from now, I'll be outdoors. Is Lewis Holmes one that just went to Elite? I don't know who that is. You know, you would know who he is. He's another high level pro. He actually would pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I think he he shoots super low let off. Really? Yeah. Low let off or high let off? Low let off, like eighty percent or something. That would so be just switch to it. That would be high let off. High let off. Whatever. It's all the same. The it's listeners totally need to know correctly. Well, you so when they hit me up and they're like, "Why do you say this? What does that mean?" I'm like, no, that was Alan. <laughs> that was actually Alan that steered you wrong. <laughs> you can you can get a hold of Alan at seven zero seven eight nine five five seven five. But um, I probably won't run the lower let off for outdoor. Just because the way the bow is shooting right now, I gotta, I gotta see how it runs outdoor. Seeing so um, a change for outdoor, then? No, 
Okay. No, uh, and my the arrows are spined. My outdoor arrows are spined for what this is. But from what I'm hearing, you can run stiff arrows outdoors too. You know, there's nothing penalizing about. A I'm stiff curious arrow. how this setup's going to run. Your outdoor, setup, my setup, your setup with lightweight. Yeah. Outdoor. I've never That's, run anything this light before in my life. I think yeah, especially outdoor. With, <laughs> <laughs> any little wind, you can have Rudy in front of you shooting, and he's going to fart, Dude, and you're going to blow off target. There is no amount of weight that I've ever run that resisted the wind. Yeah, but the more run, weight you have, the I've run four ounces at SoCal Showdown. The wind blew and fucked me up just as much as it yeah. would anywhere else. It's it's really on you. The wind is blowing your body. So if I wanted to resist the wind, I'd have to just get skinnier. And that's <laughs> not not happening. No. You wouldn't be a real archer. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm going to try to lose these man boobs before Vegas. Because if Greg Poole sees me, he might think I'm a woman. <laughs> and try, might try to beat my ass. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to lose these man boobs before then. But I might just wear an undershirt <laughs> with the way it's going. So yeah, let's see. We covered uh, cornhole. Covered a lot of Greg Poole jokes. How the fuck does cornhole get on national TV and we can't get archery on TV? I am. I think it's because most of America, right now at this moment, is a bunch of unathletic, fat. Because there's a bunch of alcoholics and you can play cornhole drunk and you can't shoot your bow drunk. Yeah, but there's other ridiculous sports. I don't even know what I was watching the other day. I couldn't believe it was on TV. I'm like, <laughs> and why can't we get archery on TV? What were they doing? It's because we eat our own. No, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I have just shit on a bunch of stuff that say, is, yeah. you know, I, I I kind of make a hobby out of it. But you know, I'm sure there's guys in cornhole that are like, dude, that fucking bag of corn is bullshit, and my bag of corn is better. You gotta be three grains lighter. Yeah, and I throw. Well, I bet you there's a way. I bet you there's a standard. I bet you it's. I bet you there. I bet you there's a way to cheat that standard because I always say sure, I'm sure there is. I throw with a fucking right up hand, right spin. I use a thinner thread so yeah. I can add two more pieces of corn. I'm sure they are. And I'm sure Randy Wright was <laughs> all over that shit. And I, and I bet shit. you Bomar will make the perfect satchel. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Okay, so I love Scott Bomar. Uh, his buddy Robert was showing me. Oh, just so people know, we're, we're not talking about the Bomar. Oh, you're Bomar. not talking about Scott Bomar. We're, we're talking about Josh Bomar. Josh Bomar, the hunter, the guy that speared that bear. That rubbed raccoon blood all over the place. Right. Uh, well, you know, he's a better hunter than me, so I don't care. Uh, yeah, he killed a raccoon, and you haven't killed anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, actually, and I was like, really no. I think I shot a gopher at at, uh, at Golden Gate Fields. The Golden Gate Fields in Nevada, Such not a salvage. Yeah, I shot him in the head too. It was instant kill, and then I fed him to a hawk. Wow, that was pretty cool. You did a good job. You did a service, public service. <laughs> Feeding um, the needy. Let's see. I, I have just other like random notes in here. So, um, yeah, tomorrow is going to be Impact. Uh, what events are coming up after that, guys? I know you guys are shooting Wilderness next week yeah, in Sacramento. Uh, no, it's the week after. It's like the tw- it's the twenty third. Yeah. Oh, right. Next weekend, weeks. there's nothing. In two weeks, on the twenty third, is going to be the Wilderness Indoor, right? Yep. Alan and I get, and Alan and I are going pig hunting this week. We're morning. going pig hunting. That's cool. This is not in our uh, hunting podcast, though. Uh, and then it just uh, became yeah. one. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are also that. shooting the CBH State Indoor uh, in two weeks. Yeah, because I couldn't make the one at West so, Coast because you had COVID. Yeah, I still have to register, so maybe. 
I'll, I gotta do that. I'll do that tomorrow when I get Do it tonight. tonight. You can do it. I'll remind you later. I have a laptop. You can use my, my computer. I gotta, get, I gotta get the wife to go do it, too. Do you guys know when the deadline is for the CVH State Indoors? Mm. No. I think you have to have a, a score shot by the end of January. The January 31st, all the shops have to have, have had um, their um, scores postmarked and mailed back to Donnell. Any word on anyone shooting a 450 yet? I have no idea, buddy. I haven't heard of it. I don't know. I would hope someone shoots a 450, though. I hope so. In a couple weeks when Alan does it. Yep. Ooh, that'll be nice. I'm going to do it. I'll celebrate you. Thank you. I'll get you on the podcast if you do it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Finally, Wendell can interview Let someone other than himself. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I know. At some point, I have to like splice in some MC Hammer music here. That's been my victory jam. <laughs> hey, I, I have... Uh, I have. I, I want to say something for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um. Well, because a lot of people listen to both the Rudecast and Archery Unfiltered, uh-huh. um, I do often get questions from the Archery Unfiltered crowd, and 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 it, the question kind of starts like this: "Though you you're a level four coach, what do you think about X, Y, and Z?" Uh-huh. I just want to say right now to all the listeners that the certifications don't mean anything. Right, but you work for yours. If if you want my, I would I would hope that. People want to ask me a question about something because of experience, but 100% being honest, the certifications don't mean a whole lot. Okay, I will liken that yeah. to taking I, taking college courses. Yeah, I would go out of my way to take courses from an adjunct instructor who worked in the field than someone who did not, because right. you will I, every it never never ever did I get more from a teacher who just had their degree and was a teacher. Uh-huh. Or professor, or whatever yeah. you want to call him, I've, someone who worked in the field, will or has the experience of shooting on the line, yeah. Uh-huh. right? Yeah, you you will gain more from them every single time without question. I, I appreciate it; like I'm flattered by it. By it, I just want people to realize though that like you're a shooter first and a coach second. No, I'm saying I if I if I know if I'm knowledgeable about something, it's not because of a certification. It's because you're a shooter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, maybe my bullshit product of the week will be um, coaches and level two coaches, you know, who sell that coaching. Uh, I think there's people that actually have a level two mm-hmm. that, you know, probably know more than some threes and fours that they just had to do it in order to get the license for the insurance and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, like uh, Nick Ingham. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, he was a level two or something like that. I think I don't know if he did the others, but you'll learn more from that guy from spending yeah. a half hour shooting. Well, you know, yeah, shooting Nick, a couple, ends, Nick, couple Nick, of ends. Nick approached me. Uh, he called me and was like, "Hey, I want to get certification, you know, and start teaching people." And and I flat out told him, I was like, "The certifications are there just there to help you yeah. sort of legitimize the business side of yeah. it." I'm like. And I think that's I'm why. Like, and I told him, like, your resume as a shooter, your like, your next ability yeah. to well, shoot a bow and what he knows about setting up a bow is his resume. Yeah. And that's, I think, and and having what he yeah. had is just because he was running the shop at a young age, and yeah. like you said, just from a business aspect, right? Yeah. And having it for insurance and stuff. So, yeah, like Nick, Nick knows way more about archery than from from spending eight hours yeah. taking a class yeah. online. So. Yeah, anything else you want to add to that? No, I just, uh, I, I just, you know, because I was going through my messages and, like, I'd had a few other listeners, like, reach out. And it's very flattering. I do appreciate it. And I do want to answer the questions. But. Yeah. I appreciate all the people that ask me questions. Uh, I'm probably going to respond less in the future because it's starting to take time away from my baby. But I'll try my best. 
to, you know, I try to answer all questions. Maybe add, you know, I send a couple people videos of like setup stuff just to kind of clarify things because it's hard to see it in a podcast, you know, hard yeah. to visualize stuff. Another archery uh, news. Um, the, one of the guys, the Biller girls, beat Bodie Turner at a shoot-off. Yeah, those girls are very impressive. They're crushing it. She beat Bodie Turner. <laughs> Bodie Regardless of who she beat, you know, the, the scores they were throwing down. Yeah. Right? Well, mean, they tied with a 28X. So yeah. they both got 28Xs, and then she uh, she yeah. beat them uh, in a shoot-off. And I think that's fucking amazing. It's crazy because I was super jazzed about, like, a 26X I shot today. Mm-hmm. Both those kids would have beat me yeah. outright. What I what I appreciate about what Blake is doing um, is like his commitment to like execution and like like he there's a lot of people who preach like you know textbook form but like don't have the ability to like demonstrate it and it's like it's it's really refreshing to see someone actually like put it put it into action and actually teach people who are and, showing- and actually demonstrate it. To, to the community and it was Isabel Isabel yeah. Geisbiller beat uh, Bodie and I, I know I mean it's, it's anyone's game up there you know if everyone's shooting 28 X's yeah. it's just whoever's gonna hit that X at that moment so I mean they're all monsters up there I'm not man I'm working my ass off I'm not Washington good yet but I'm definitely like Central California decent <laughs> you know <laughs> 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 I'm getting there <laughs> I feel like I feel like these lyrics, like this, belong in like a rap song lyric. <laughs> well, I listen to rap here. This mullet only listens to country music and the Wiggles now. <laughs> He's a Northern California ten. He's a Southern California eight. <laughs> so let's see. We covered positive self talk. I talked a bunch shit about pool. You guys got anything to add? Anything you guys want to talk about? I may or may not can confirm those accusations. Oh, about the big man getting arrested? Yeah. I mean that's fine. I'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be all funny as I talk all this shit and then I get arrested here in Fresno for something stupid. But uh, anyway, otherwise, uh, I just want to leave you guys with something. There's a couple quotes. One is, I have not failed. I have found 10,000 ways that one thing won't work. And that was said by Nikolai Tesla. Um, it it kind of harp, uh, harps back on the, the Huberman Lab podcast that I talked about, about just repetition the more you shoot the more you're going to figure out what won't work and um, I think it's the strongest thing of the number one thing I preach which is practice the more arrows you put down range the more you're going to figure out your bow's going to tell you what it needs from you and it's going to tell you what you need to do to get it right would you guys agree here here cheers yeah, yeah. cheers I wasn't paying attention sorry I got another one here's one for okay. you Alan it was okay. such then a well put <laughs> phrase and Alan was over there yeah. here's one for you Alan stupid Instagram yeah. for you and everyone else tomorrow all it takes is all you got I'm gonna give it all I got there you go that's all it takes to win hey I may be a half wit but I know how to use all of all of it <laughs> <laughs> I use my I <laughs> I half ass it but I half ass it all the time 100% of the time damn I fucked that one up I whole ass it <laughs> 60% of the time it <laughs> yeah. works every time <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> but anyway uh, do I look can you feed like me? I know what a uh-huh. jpeg is yes yeah. let's go get some dinner alright thank you guys for listening uh, right. 
Well, I'll cut another podcast tomorrow. Later. With, with well, we'll do one later when we've got more whiskey in us. And we could do that. Otherwise, it'll be it. I apologize in advance for things that may be said or done. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Peace. Later. Bye.